You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and filling in for Graham Dawson Smith in studio. Glad to be here. Glad Massey's not on the river so we can do this. Yes, last week I must apologize. I was down on the Colorado. Not that not that stretch, not the Grand Canyon stretch. Just the just upstream from there. Uh and it was beautiful. River trips do something for well, not just me, but for anyone that goes on a river trip, it is a blast. Yeah. It's a spiritual awakening every time. <laughs> yeah. The scenery was good too. Nice. Um so here we are. Since we've last talked about uh, on this show, the, the draft has happened. We're not gonna we're not gonna dull dull you any into a stupor. I'm sure you've consumed as much draft pre and post that you need to. We might mention it, but there are some uh, some maybe highlights I would like to point out for the Saints, and maybe you can do it for the Falcons. But we basically drafted Drew Brees again and Ian Book. Oh. Maybe they don't have the same skill sets. Or they're the same type of player, but if you throw a number nine jersey on Ian Book and put a Saints helmet on him, I'd be like, oh, there goes Drew Brees. He just looks like a spitting image of Drew Brees. He's probably a little taller. Is he taller? He's taller, isn't he? That's probably a safe safe but assumption. That's lame. That's mean to Drew Brees. Yeah. Um, how, yeah. How dare you? <laughs> so so that's that was probably the only interesting note the Saints had of, of any – storyline coming from the draft because they just kind of drafted on value and we came out with a couple more defensive ends than we needed but either way yeah the saints i mean like right they always got the offense figured out so well you know bolster the defense but last year they're a great defensive unit um anything for the falcons i forgot uh, I got what they nothing. did like i can't I, I, like I, they kyle pitts that's fun yeah he could be Really, really good. Um, we'll he's, a, see. he's a fun draft pick. It was, it was a hot is, in the draft. I dig it. I mean, he's he's a bad man jamma for sure. So, I mean, why not? And obviously it was like a receiver-heavy draft, especially the first round. Um, so, you know, he's like a tight end, but he's kind of a do-it-all kind of guy. He's a big target, runs fast, nightmare he, matchup for DBs. Yeah, is he a Swiss Swiss Army knife? Not really, but kind of in his own little weird way. I do like that about uh also I was noticing so l- let me say Sw- mm-hmm. Swiss Army mm-hmm. knife, but how they um let me piggyback off of that. How they've transitioned the names of football players. Like there used to be a defensive end, but now there's someone like out of the 3-4, the 4-3, just someone called the Edge. Yeah. Yeah. What do you play? I play the edge. It's like, that's a sweet name for a position where I just don't let anyone get around me. Right. Well, so it's, so it's fun to be like, we try to categorically, categorically call him a tight end, but he's just a gigantic receiver that can block well. Yeah. That you can, he, he might be able to line up with a three point stance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I, I, don't, I haven't watched enough of, enough of him to Kyle, Kyle Traskett, his quarterback get drafted. Didn't he go somewhere? Yes, he, he's somewhere random. Where. Did he get drafted or did he it was get later, signed? It was later-ish rounds, but yeah, he did. But well, I can't remember. Probably because his bad facial hair went so late. Yeah, so we won't, we won't, uh, we won't bore you with the draft. Um, I will say it's getting nicer outside. I went to the desert. I came back. It's kind of getting green. 
Yeah, it's starting to green up out there. The baby cows over south of town by the high school. So cute. Yeah, very, very cute. Um, you got some spring wildflowers starting to pop. Uh, the sage sagebrush buttercup, some of the flocks. Mm-hmm. It's getting it's out there. Have you noticed any any new bird? Any any maga magafauna or microfauna <laughs> that we should maga. be uh you know, bears are out, of course. Um birds, you know, the birds are just kind of here. Honestly. They're out. Are they early? No. no. This is about unusual. No, there's some I suppose I probably haven't seen as of yet that I would think are maybe gonna still roll in. Maybe for like, instance, I, gro- ah, I haven't seen a gross beak of any types that I can think of. Like trying to think if I've seen any beak. kingfishers down there in the river, and I, I don't uh, know if I have. Uh, there's some kingfishers around where I saw kingfish recently. Have you seen any lazuli buntings down on the Jay? Uh, we just put our bird feed, feeder in, so I'm going to start texting you pictures of randomly yeah. brightly colored birds. So they're showing, they're here. What they're, are the blue here. ones called? The bright, bl- That's bright blue the ones. lazuli bunting. What about the black ones with the red dots on their wings? Bright uh, red, red wing blackbird. I knew there was going to be a tricky name for that one. <laughs> yeah, is that it's like Latin a red. Name? It's like a red kind of kind of kind of diagonal line. Black. They sit on reeds and make an interesting kind of call. Yeah. Um, is that them? That one. That I associate that noise with walking my dogs when it comes in the spring and summertime. Yeah, that's, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, it uh-huh. is. We're getting closer to summer. Yeah, I've yet to see. Uh, yellow-headed blackbird. I'm sure they're around, but yet to see one. I'll keep my eye out. Well, what happens with our bird feeders, eventually Mama Duck figures out where it is. Oh, that's right. And she will scare the bejesus out of you when my when my dandelions grow up. Not dandelions, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, what are those white flowers, white flowers at the yellow center called? Dandelions, no. Dandelions no. are what I just I just weed daffod- and seed in my ear. They're not daffodils. White Daisies. Flowers. Sure. Oh my gosh. Something like that. They're tall. Anyway. We're flower dudes. When uh <laughs> when that grows above knee height and she flies out of there on my way to work, it's just like three feet from me. I, the the coffee goes everywhere consistently. Once once a summer, it's like whoa. She hasn't like nested in there, has she? No, I, sometimes I see her walking across the street. She's like a stranger in a strange land over there. Like, what yeah, are you I don't doing? know what she's doing, but she's figured it out. Yeah, it's a sweet spot. I mean, I guess she's just into living in people's yards, and that's about it. Like, what's good for her? She's mallard, I think, right? Yeah, she's mallard. She's a cool dog. I hope she I hope she comes have you back. Her yet? Uh, I have I have a couple uh, in the works. I call her Mrs. Duck right now. That's good. So, I'd prefer Grandma Josephine, but that's just me. I'll give her a second look. She might be. She might have had a couple of generations of ducks at this point. She might be a great grandma. Well, yeah, she might be. All right, Grandma Josephine. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for. I let her know when she shows up. Um, so let's huddle up. Okay. Let's get back to sports. So the huddle is a four-segmented segment. It is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you were stuck on, your quote or question of the week. We might. Uh, go a little long on this and add in a couple of categories. It's a little couple of segments at the end, but we'll get to that. Um, let me tease it. We'll call it old AF and Friday news headlines. We'll do that after the huddle. But first let's start with your good news of the week, Dawson. Uh, my good news of the week, uh, super biased, probably very obscure bit of knowledge here, uh, but the Atlanta Braves, oh, nobody maybe has like the- noticed the Atlanta Braves baseball club. Um, they've got a 22 year old pitcher. His name is Huascar Inoa. 
Mm. Um, they picked him up on a trade with the Memphis this sounds Twins like, a number of years ago. Yeah, this sounds like building hope. Okay. When he was age 18. So Huascar Inoa is 22. He's come up in years. Where is he from? Dominican Republic. Originally. Okay. He signed with the Minnesota Twins as a 16-year-old, one of those type deals. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so he's 22. So he's been this like wild fireballer type, throwing high 90s, can't hit the strike zone. But he's got good stuff, as base people in the know in baseball. Did they try? Did they try uh, like glasses with a uh, Vaughn? Uh, they should. He'd be really awesome. Rick man. Rick Vaughn of yeah. Major League. Um, yeah, you might want to try that. Um, Give him some thing. glasses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not wild anymore, uh, apparently. Um, but he came up last year, like did some good stuff, like even in the playoffs. Like, oh, man, yeah, he's throwing that, like, high 90s fastball with a slider that's got incredible bite to it. Mm-hmm. He kind of walks some guys some, but oh, well. We had some injuries coming into the season. Okay. He's pitched six games. He's been our best pitcher so far. But, but, the guy had three at-bats in his minor league baseball career coming into this season. Mm-hmm. He has hit a home run in back-to-back starts. Last night, he hit a grand slam. Yeah, he I like this. as a starting pitcher hit the second longest home run of the day in the major leagues and threw the fastest recorded pitch in all of the major leagues in one day as a pitcher. So meaning he hit the second longest ball, like four hundred and sixty feet. Of any player, a, of any player in all of Major League Baseball yesterday on that day, on that day, okay. But he's a 22-year-old. I love how base, well, let me let me stop yes, you there. Yes. I love how baseball stats are always like clipped, so they're always yeah, more significant yeah, yeah. than they it's are. Absurd. But, it's yeah. absurd. Small samples, large samples, whatever. And then threw the fastest ball that day of any pitcher. Yeah. And he's been awesome. And he's been lights out. He's like been one of the best pitchers in all the league this year. Where would you say you're three minor league at bats? And he's yeah. dropping bomb. <laughs> Basically, what he does is he's a big, he's a big fellow, fans. yeah, yeah, and he just swings hard, and they're throwing him fastballs. I think they're gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, let me throw something at this guy. He won't be able to hit a breaking ball to save his life, probably. But he's been cranking balls. So he's basically two players of major league. He is, <laughs> he is Rick Vaughn, and I forget the guy. Joe Boo. Joe Boo. Wait, is it Joe? Who can't hit no, a? No. Is it or is Joe Boo his uh, like doll? Oh, Joe Boo's his his uh, idol. Oh, Not gosh. as idol What's... as in like yeah. I look up to him. It's, it's an actual physical idol that he like. Yeah, he puts like cigarettes. Kyrie in his mouth. Irving style, like brushes oh, him with sage and stuff. Can't people like write into the uh, TST email to remind us of what this guy's name is after the? Uh, Graham took off. Graham Serrano. took off. And Pedro Serrano, I think, is his name in the movie. Pedro. Oh well, when Graham took off, he made Todd help him move. So we're we're wow. we've been Toddless Todd. for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I don't even know. I don't, our stats department is just a failure yeah. right now. So I bring this up. Sorry to interrupt. Waskar, I know, is must-watch TV. So if you're listening out there, sports fans, next time Waskar's starting, you got to watch. Put that on your list. The um, I, have to, I have a follow-up question about General Braves fandom. Mm. Where are we on the hope meter? Hmm. Where are we on convincing ourselves we are a contender? I mean, we're only – a game and a half out of first in the East right now. Okay, who's who's so first? The Yankees. So, jeez, Louise Massey. What are we what are we talking? I'm just na- we're, we're going to be a game and a half behind the Phillies. Fighting. Never never heard of them. <laughs> They're in your division though. Yes, out of first place. We're talking division play. Oh, you're not. You said the East, the NL East. Right, right. Because I forget yeah. that there's yeah, American League East, NL East. I don't know the slang. 
AL Central, NL Central, NL West, AL West. Uh, there's there's a, five it's a per whole division. Thing. Anyways, but it's a so whole thing. we got the it. Phillies, the Mets, the Marlins, the Nats, the Braves. I think I got them all there. The Phillies are in first. We're a game and a half behind. We're two games under 500. Thank goodness the whole NL East has been laying down to start the season. So we're in a good spot. So there's hope. The okay. hope is still high. I think the hope is there. Uh, by no means have we given up. No panic button has been even close to tap. It's too early for the panic button. I'm just wondering. By by all means, your dreams, your dreams, wants, and wishes. How are they developing as 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 at this point in the season? It sounds like you're we pretty st- stoked. A lot of ball left. Right. A lot of ball left. Concerned. Freddie is in a contract year, and we didn't extend him before the season. Freddie Freeman, last year's MVP in the National League. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why didn't they do that? I don't know. Seems dumb. Now we're in the middle of the season. Freddie doesn't want to talk extensions. Freddie's got all these kids. He's from California. Season's going to end. Freddie's going to go to California. We blew it. That's a worry. He's kind of having a bad season. I'm a mm. little scattered right now, and that's what a Braves fan feels like. But I'm confident, cautiously optimistic, yes. and a little worried all at the same time, <laughs> and very worried. All right, my good news Moving of on. the week. Uh, I'm always I'm always a fan of the minor leagues. Love a good developmental system, and the minor leagues. Uh, Opening day was this week. I forget which one. Like Tuesday? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. We're recording on Cinco uh, de Mayo. If yeah. That makes you feel old. I forgot it was Cinco de Mayo and not getting just absolutely <laughs> hammered drunk. Um, so, but I will say my good news of the week, and I've somehow brought this back to the draft after promising everyone that I wasn't going to talk about the draft, but I am excited that Mac Jones did not get picked number three by San Francisco because I think that would have been a mantle too big to bear for someone of his skill set. You're, he's going to have to be able to see, like he did well, probably adjusting to college football behind Tua and Jalen Hurts, and now he's going to be able to adjust well between at, behind Cam Newton under Bill Belichick. Do I trust Bill Belichick? I don't know. I don't know if I do. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's a player. He's not a player's coach, so but he at least is a deve- <clears throat> developmental coach. And Nick Saban and Bill Belichick probably had some like under the under the table agreement, like just let my boy, just give my boy a chance. I'll bet you. I'll bet you these two sacks will, dis- will help you decide that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think the thing that Mac has going against him in the Belichick system—no offense, Tom Brady, if you're listening—but uh, I think Mac likes to have a good time more oh. so than Tom. You know what I'm saying? I think so, Tom didn't know that he liked to have a good time until he was allowed to have right. a good time. Right. He was like a big nerd for so long. He didn't know anything other than to like train with his weird private trainer guy and like not ever eat mushrooms because it causes inflammation in the body and like whatever. Lame stuff like that. And Max, like, eh, whatever, man. And um, <laughs> so <laughs> he could, what he says. from his brain and physical standpoint, he could work in the system, but he might not be able to put up with the Belichick odd weirdness, funkiness. I don't know. I don't know. But I wonder. I bet, you, I bet you he can make role. that jump. I bet you he's like, okay, Nick Saban all over again. I'll be there at five. Well, see, valid point. So he seems like he could be the perfect fit, but it's hard to fit in that system. So what is that? What does it take to fit he's got in the, the same, Belichick system? What does it take to become the next Tom Brady? I don't know. what st- we're asking. He started off with the, the same body type, so that's a that's mm-hmm. a good uh, – it might yeah. be a good indication of yeah. seven Super Bowls. Yeah, he's an inspiration to all of us lazy men out there. What is your critical number of the week? Uh, 72 games in the NBA this year. We're coming down to the wire. 
I kind of dig the 72 game NBA season. Um, so oddly I like, enough, I, I think have, it's critical, yes. but I'm not critical of the number. I haven't critically thought about it until tonight, so I hastily wrote that. Um, so I don't know. I like it. Well, what's what's funny is during the NBA lockout, that the the sh- that was the shortest season on record besides maybe last year. Uh huh. Uh huh. Someone run the numbers for that. Yeah. Um. Point is. After the NBA lockout happened, it was, the season was shorted. More emphasis was on more. Every single game had more emphasis mm-hmm. on it because mm-hmm. it meant more, and mm-hmm. viewership skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. So I want there is something in the mix there where players are openly being like, "Yeah, this is ga- I'm managing my body. I can't make it 82 games anymore." Mm-hmm. So they are lending itself to that idea that the shorter the season is, kind of a more attractive product. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna have to convince someone who owns an empty stadium that you know, like that, that only gets 41 of those games per se mm-hmm. to sell out their venue mm-hmm. and make money. So that's kind of where, where it is. And it's and I like the 72 game format. I think it, I think some of those games and I forget the NBA how the NBA season works anymore. I forget when it starts and when it stops. It's been two years since it's been normal. Oh, uh, like December, right, or even November. It starts in November. It we goes like start, November and it goes into July. Yeah, we could start. Christmas Playoffs Day. Playoffs-wise. Start Christmas Day. Didn't we do that this they, year? We did. Yeah, let's start Christmas Day. Yeah. You know what? On that same note, when college football started on October 1st, I was like, you know, I kind of dig this. I kind of like it. It was like, I, I, My bias is October's here. There's some things I still like to do, but, like, summer is pretty well over around these parts. Yeah. So if you live in the Northern Rockies, people, and like you will understand this. But if you don't, here's a free lesson. Everyone's like, "Well, we need to start in August," and you notice the accent there. That was done purposely um, because those are the people that want to start in August. But I'm agree. I agree. October first was awesome. I can wait till then. Yeah, there's enough nice weekends in September. It's like I have four more Saturdays until. There, there is no more playing outside. Right, <laughs> and, and I would like to I have watch to go all inside for six months. Yeah, so it's this month of struggle, like a sunny existential Saturday, crisis. Yeah, excuse me. A sunny, yeah, sunny Saturday is very hard to sacrifice because there's so few and far between. But I mean, I'll, I'll do it. But I look outside guiltily, and I'm like, not and this is more, from a guy more days like that this. has literally been doing a weekly sports podcast <laughs> for six years. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> just, just to let you know that there is an internal struggle there. Um, my critical number of the yeah. week is I have, a, I have a stat line and then I have a ranking. Mm-hmm. So it's 50% from two-point land, 40% from three-point land, 90% from the foul line. And this player is a number 32 prospect in the NBA draft. 50 from two. So he's uh, weird. He's Trey Murphy. Oh. For UVA, is the 32nd prospect, well, ranked prospect in the draft. That being said. I identified him correctly and like as a general player in my mind. Okay. Interesting. Um, and which is, those numbers are significant. And then you look at his. Uh, you know his game game. A lot of his point twos average. were like long mid range twos, though. Yeah, well, he he's only scored about twelve points a game, so that's kind of the knock against him. And honestly, I want Trey Murphy. He's a system player. Yeah. Is he? <laughs> Have you gone full circle on UVA basketball? It's just reality, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, 
I think he'll be back. I think he needs to hear what he wants to hear. My 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 bigger point in this, this is something the NCAA got right. Yes, that was a stunning statement. The NCAA have has given players the flexibility mm-hmm. to hire mm-hmm. an agent, mm-hmm. test the NBA draft, and come back to college. Because that was such a weighty decision for players yeah. that didn't have a G League at that point. They, they had to go to Europe and like fade into the, the black and the backdrop. And now they're able to say, Hey, how good am I? And they're like, you're not that good. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like, that's, that's like any other job. It's like, Hey, let me apply for this job. And the HR gets back to you. And they're like, you don't have enough experience. It's like, well, good. Cause uh, I got this whole, I got this other job lined up called playing basketball at UVA. So I'll just do that some more. Right. And it's like any UVA student or any college student around the world that matter can put their feelers out for jobs and they're not going to get fired from going to school are they no no so and if God, heck goodness forbid that young man tries to go make a couple bucks in his life yeah I so know. yeah it's like yeah i know you're right ncaa congrats you didn't blow it this time they're getting their hands forced like if it in my opinion if it were up to then they'd still like essentially like hold these young athletes they thought, yeah, down they, they, in they their own that weird they can, like, antiquated way I know. but yes they're 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 figuring it out what's funny is that it's, it's a, it might be like the old school thought of like no we need to have rules and restrictions and and that's the way we're going to keep people in line but in reality if if you give someone freedom they're going to make that choice for instance the one and done rule it's like hey how about this you have the freedom to go to college or the freedom to go to the NBA and kids will be like, okay, I'm going to go two, three years of college, and then I'll go to the NBA. You make this like restriction, one-and-done rule. You have to go to college for one year. People see that as a restriction, and they want to jump over it. They want to break the rule. Hey, I'll go to college for a year, and then, you know, you know screw it. I'm going to go to the NBA. So, like, they just give them a little more freedom. And guess what? The college product is probably going to be better. Yeah. Yeah, it might be. Getting rid of one-and-done. Um, That's coming up. Nice. But um, what, is, what are you uh, stuck on? Uh, stuck on, couldn't help. I don't know if this has been talked about, and I know it's the draft, but I still have to re- relive the draft one more time. Devontae Smith. Yes. He just, I mean. To the Eagles? Yeah, great. But why, I mean, Jalen Waddell, Jamar Chase, both before were picked prior, before him, prior to him. I kind of get it. But I'm kind of like, did you watch that guy play football? He's good at football. And I'm not a working for any NBA, uh, NFL teams, right? Like, those guys know more than I do. But, like, <laughs> did you watch him play? Was it system, this, that? I mean, he runs like a deer. Yeah. He does everything immaculately. I don't think he's ever dropped a ball in his life. Like, yeah, the, he dropped a ball in the national championship after the guy broke his hand. Right, like that was the only thing. What that does he have him. to do? What does he have to do? I mean, won the Heisman, but that's meaningless. But like, legit, like watch the guy. Yeah, Jalen Waddle. Heisman's like, pretty a good bad for a wide receiver, but you know. like he's a bad man. Jama Jamar Chase, like yeah, he was pretty sweet. But like watching Devontae Smith play was like this dude is insane, insanely good at football, and insanely good at creating space, and in, by route running, yeah, not from his physical president presence, and I'm, route running is so huge in yeah. the NFL, and he can catch, catches everything. I mean, he just does, yeah, every contorts aspect. his body, puts his feet in bounds. Yeah, he's like cerebral, 
every part of the game, as far as being a wide receiver goes, that you need to be good at doing to succeed as a wide receiver, he does it as well or better than anyone. I'm like, what more do you need to do? <laughs> like, sure, Waddle will return a punt here and there better, but that's not why. What doesn't make sense to me? Doesn't make sense. Waddle's route running, he has done better at route running. I mean, he's I think good. before I think before he got injured, I think NFL scouts were saying that he his his route running was raw, and he he closed the gap when it comes to whatever that standard is mm-hmm. for route running. They they probably give it a number. Yeah, top number seventy five, and he was route running. Started his college career route running at a fifty and got up to seventy. You know, whatever whatever that scale is. Yeah, I mean, I can figure they're like maybe they're like Devontae's so good. How could he get any better? And maybe they get blinded by that and they're like Waddle's really really good and he is raw, so maybe he could be even better and better. But at like what point? I don't know how you turn what, it off. What, what point? You know, I don't know. Doesn't make sense. Um, Fonte's good. Sorry. Something that Bothered I am, <laughs> something that I am stuck on, is Russell Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. You heard about him? Some, yeah. He he just he got a triple double tonight. He, had, he got when I looked, it was minute left in the fourth quarter, and he had twenty nine points, twelve rebounds, fifteen assists. He hung like twenty four assists and twenty rebound game. With like eleven points the other night. Yeah, saw that one. He is going to average a triple double this year, even if he plays and doesn't record a single point, assist, or rebound. He is three triple doubles away from tying Oscar Robinson's 181 triple doubles in his career. He's a guard. He's got eight games left. He's it's most likely when he is going to break this record, and he is on the worst team in the NBA, second to worst team in the NBA. Yeah. Which makes me, I don't know, have mixed emotions about like what what it means to play or be Russell Westbrook, but he's just such a stat stuffer, and people call him, and he like doesn't come up big in in games, and he breaks breaks three pointers, but he just is such a human highlight reel that we I think we forget about Russell Westbrook sometimes. Yeah, I mean, like, do you like we know Russell Westbrook is a very good basketball player. But with some of these statistics, like, is he a Hall of Famer? I think I mean, if, I'm jumping the gun here. A little right, bit, but like, right. That's, that's a my discussion. thing. Is like, that's a totally different discussion. But it's kind of akin to what you're talking about because it is. It's like he's been awesome for a long time. Now, his teams have had – some have had solid success back in his days with uh, Oklahoma City. Like, they did some good with things. With two other MVPs on the team. Yeah, like, they did some good things. But, yeah, it seemed like they did kind of come up short considering – you know, you look at his stats, doesn't translate into wins necessarily. So what does that mean? I don't know. What do you yeah. think? You're the basketball guy. Uh, no, I, I think he's probably tough to play with, and he's a, and he's yeah. a ball hog. I just didn't want to say it. Um, he spreads out the floor and then drives. And the reason he has so many assists is because he just tosses it out to a to a teammate. Yeah. So that is – his style of basketball is not at his purest form. It's almost like he's the best person on the floor – Everyone else, get out of get out of my way. I'm gonna drive it to the hoop and score, or I'm gonna kick it to you. Yeah, I don't know how I get so many rebounds. That's, that's just that's, that's just a nose for the ball. That's just like instinct, mm-hmm. like instinct developed over time because he's not big and can just flat out flat out rebound. Um, what is your quote slash question of the week? That's a quote. Um, I'll read the quote. I'm gonna guess it. 
That's that's part of the segment. You you read the quote. Oh, I guess yeah. who said it? We're going to beat his ass when he's there. Don't worry. Oh, I do know this one. Ah. Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher said that about Nick Saban. Yes. Uh, I think he said it in jest because yes. you don't, you don't want to give Nick Saban any bulletin board material. That's rat poison. And and Nick Saban probably uh he probably doesn't get the joke, so exactly. he probably he's probably going to take it personally. Yeah. Um. So that's why I brought it up. Like Jimbo, I know you said it in jest, and I know you think you got a good thing going. I know you're trying to keep the boosters happy because you got to in Texas, and if you don't, you're done for. Right. Even though they paid you. Seventy million dollars, gazil- gazillion dollars. Like he came out the gates with like ten years, seven per, seven million dollars per year, ten years, some kind of crazy contract. Um, and so like, although it wasn't jest, I still think it was a bad idea. It was a bad idea. Don't make that joke. Like you're just gonna look like a fool. Yeah, I'll, I'll clip it. Just clip it and put it on the uh, put it in the locker room the week before the Texas A&M game. What is Texas A&M going to do without Kellen Mond? They have someone in, in the works. Um, they, I, I forget I, about Texas. Aren't names. they way out there? Aren't they in Texas A&M? What, West Texas? Yeah. Out in the boonies? Yeah, it's like the ag school of Texas. It's, yeah. I forget where it is. That's, anyways. Waco? That's no, Baylor. Baylor. It's uh, Lubbock or something. El Paso. Not quite out um, there. Anyways. Yeah, the the Jimbo... Come on, man. You know yeah, better than that. Seems silly. He just grabbed some headlines there. My uh, my big topic, well, maybe not a big topic, but this is a big topic. My quote or question of the week is, what is Aaron Rodgers doing? So this this all this drama happened. I, I put on a sports podcast to drive back from the river, and it was a 10-hour drive, and all the Aaron Rodgers drama had passed, and so now they were commenting on like the back and forth. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like there was a problem, Aaron Aaron Rodgers has a problem. Couldn't figure out what the problem was. But all the talk was uh, Aaron Rodgers isn't happy. What's the future? But I couldn't ever get to the core root of the problem with the quarterback who had an MVP season, who's got great great wide receivers, a beefed-up offensive line, and a great running back. And I just couldn't figure out why he was unhappy. Like He's, he's leveraging Jeopardy like Brett Favre leverage. I want to work on my farm. You know, Brett Favre's like, well, I do love driving my tractor. And Aaron Rodgers like, well, I do like being the host of Jeopardy. And Green Bay's like, I don't care. You're not playing for another team. I don't care. It is a weird one. I still can't quite figure it out, and I've heard a fair bit about it. And he's upset at the GM, but, like, what did the GM do besides surround him with pieces to the puzzle? Well, he's drafted Jordan Love to, what, a year or two ago, right? There's that little bit. There was, like, there's, you know, some speculation that he's that's gotten under his skin. But why does it matter? You're the MVP. Like, no coach in the right mind is going to play the young guy. Um, so maybe, at, like, it's back office stuff. But then it's on, like, the or the front office. But it's back office of the front office. Um, back, are, of the, back of the front office is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. There's a couple of Thank doors. You. There's a couple of doors that you yeah, have to get in the you front have to take. office. You got to go to the back office. Yeah, there's a secretary. You can dodge her pretty quick. But then you, get, you go through the initial annexes, and then you – once you're past the cubicles and the the big door with the windows, that's the part of the office we're talking about. That's where the man hangs out. Yeah. And uh, so, like, yeah, there's speculation that maybe, I don't know, they want to do something. But why would they? I don't know. I can't figure it out either. And Aaron's an interesting guy, apparently. I don't know Aaron Rodgers. But I do have a friend that played him miserable. in high school basketball. Um, and what I've drawn from what Wait, he had to on. say. Wait, hold on. Isn't Aaron Rodgers from Southern California? Yeah. 
Who's your SoCal friend that played? Paul Boyce, are you listening? Paul? Yeah, he's from Chico. Oh, Chico? Yeah. I've been there. Yeah, they played ball. He played against Aaron Rodgers in high school playing B ball. So wait, so what's the antidote? So I know everything about Aaron Rodgers. Yes. No, I don't know. He's just You're an expert. He's just a sad cuss. I can't figure him out. I can't figure him out. He's like cut ties with his he had the, he was a, did you hear about folks? when he's at the Kentucky Derby and he had the name tag that said Turd Ferguson? Did you see the photo? <laughs> no. Yeah, he was I'm like sorry. running with the crowd. Apparently, he's lost some weight. Uh, I, that uh, I'll um, my uh, source for that is uh, PMT. Pardon my take. They said he lost weight. I don't know, um, but I did see the photo of him the wearing the Turd good. Ferguson name tag. Okay, all so right. he's doing some weird stuff. So what's going on there, Massey? You tell me. I don't know. He's got a very dry sense of humor, and he's probably one of those guys that likes to make people feel awkward for his own pleasure. He's probably like, you know that guy in high school that thought it was really cool to make people feel awkward and they add their own like individual laugh yeah. instead of instead of appealing to the masses and being like, hey, this joke's got a, a good punchline and like three people can get a kick out of it. Instead, he just wants to make people feel awkward so he can go home like, hey, I made the, I made like Bill, Fr- Bill Smith feel awkward today and it was hilarious. And he tries to tell a significant other, maybe his uh, brothers or something, and they're like, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, you made a funny today. The name tag, I'll give him that. All yeah. Right. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I don't know why Green Bay, like, let's keep doing what you're doing. You had a good season, right? Like, add some pieces. Let's rock and roll. Yeah. And that, that is super confusing yeah. to me. Um, Maybe we should go back in and maybe we should take a break. We'll take a break. Sports fans, yeah. this is Teton Sports Talk here on 89.1 KHOL. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show with Two segments we call we call it uh, old AF. That's a working title. Just something in life that has made us feel old. Uh, it can be anything, really. It can be TikTok dances on the square, which someone was executing the other day, and I was like, "It's here, it's here." The the zombies have reached Jackson, uh, or and we have another segment called Friday Headlines because everything seems to happen after we record. We're recording on Cinco de Mayo on a Wednesday, so there there's plenty of sports. That can happen between now and when this show airs on Friday. So stay tuned. This is Teton Sports Talk here on 89.1 KHOL. One, two. Order if they 
Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman. To my left, Dawson Smith. Hey, hey. Uh, Graham Trainer is on assignment for uh, indefinitely in Austin, Texas. So as he Todd helps him transition into that role, we are Toddless. So it's just Dawson and I here in studio. In fact, I even I didn't even notice Todd was gone for a lot of that until we had to get a sports fact, an actual fact on this show looked up and he was unavailable yeah it's not that he's even available when he's here he's usually usually napping yeah so figured he was doing that this time yeah i thought i just i kicked the booth and i was like dude get out from underneath the desk and i was and he never responded i was like i don't think he's here oh yeah Mm. he had he had his trainer promised that his internship would be over if he helped him move and i was like trainer don't fill the kid's head full of (laughs) all that like come on man hopes dreams aspirations all coming to fruition i know that he's done the eighth grade three times but like give him a break give the kid a break oh todd um so we're back we have two segments we're gonna round off the show with uh one is a Friday headline, and one is uh, you feel when a moment – we call it old AF, but that's a working title. The moment in your life when you realize you're not hip anymore or maybe sports have gone too far and you're like like old man yelling at cloud kind of situation. So um, let's start with, with old AF. And you said you, you m- might be uh, fizzling on this, so let me give you mine. Mm. Mm. People are using – I saw – I read a headline, and this is what the headline said. Using stat data to analyze defensive three-second lane violations in the last two minutes of close games. And I was like, what in the world are they talking about? And then it goes on to say that only 1% of lane violations in the last two minutes of close games – I don't know how they define close games in the NBA. Yeah. 1% of those lane violations are called. And I don't know – the. I mean, I believe that. Yeah. The, they never call that. Yeah, exactly. So my point is, like, the um, writer goes on to describe it, and I, he doesn't insert an opinion. He just lists out the facts. And, in fact, there's a graph. It's like, they'll call it earlier in the game, but they won't call it late in the game. It's like, yeah, that makes sense to me because the refs are letting them play and not getting involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now they're kind of using statistical data to be like, we need robots in order to – like call call these games like we don't need that we need the human element 
where the refs, if they are smart enough, will swallow their whistle and let the guys play. Mm-hmm. And that's how, like, if you ever played a sport where the refs are heavily involved, like basketball, you know how to manipulate them. And if you played any sport, if you live life and there's someone that's got a set of rules, you know how to bend and break them and when they're going to be strict on the rules and when they're not going to be strict on the rules. This is the beauty of the human element of refereeing. Where it's like, hey, this ref kind of, you know, in a football game, like this ref allows me to hold the wide receiver a little bit. I'm just going to keep doing that mm-hmm. for my mm-hmm. ad- advantage. And so it's it, it was an – I felt old because like we don't need a computer to tell us that there's human bias in the last two minutes of a game. That is inherently obvious to me. Yeah. Oh man, that's a big one, Massey. And we don't need we don't need that's a, big a computer to be like, he missed it. It's like, come on, just give us a break. Yeah. Play the game. Yeah. No, I mean I I see that. I mean, we see that in all sports now, right? Yeah, we do. I know. And we all kind of go back to like, well, when I was playing back in my day. I don't even know if I can say in my in sports, which is maybe this is another topic for another day, but I don't know if I have a back in my day. I mean, I definitely played. I played basketball throughout high school. I played soccer throughout high school. But I'm not sure if I was good enough at sports to ever to ever claim a day I played sports. My day. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Or it's like back in my day. It's like that doesn't really count because you didn't really play like significant either minutes or or sports. But well, don't sell yourself short. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So that 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 dated me a little bit. That's that's me being like, get out of here, technology. We don't need you in here for the yeah. last two minutes of a game. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. And gosh, I, I'm it's like such a. So you're a basketball guy more than, more than I am, and I'm a baseball guy more than you are. What gave it away? Yeah. Um, the interesting aspect of that is, well, it's just the technology, the ability to review that, and get that statistical analysis so fine-tuned to be able to pull that statistic out to then start giving like objective analysis to something that in the past would have been sort of subjective as you're saying is like well of course in the last couple minutes of the game we let them we let the boys play yeah you know um and that's where it's kind of annoying to me right it's like these newfangled people need to just keep their mouth shut. Like that's like, why are we even nitpicking at this? Like, like you're, I, I'm, I'm basically being very redundant with what you're saying. I'm kind of just, I'm, I'm, I'm soaking this in, this idea. Have you ever talked to someone that is has only the depth of knowledge to point out the inconsistencies of the world, like their their whole conclusion after they've said like, and I don't know, I don't know what what to say of it. It's like. A situation is not correct where they're like, yeah, they don't call that call and that's messed up. And you're like, okay, they're incorrect, but right. Like what, what's the solution? What's your proposal? This guy just wrote the article of like, and they're wrong and the computer's right. And you're like, okay. Yeah. This is why the game is played by humans. Right. And the computer idea, like, so in baseball, the comparison is so they, you know, when you watch a game, they've got the little box for the strike zone. Yeah. So, like, well, maybe we should just have robo umps calling balls and strikes. Boy, that opens a whole can of worms. But in addition to that, you know, we, we are kind of halfway there. We don't have robots doing it. We've got, you know, we've got New York calling right. to review plays when you challenge a play. 
And, like, obviously there's some issues in the football challenge, but the baseball challenge, holy smokes if you got some issues. Essentially, like, you have guys that are umpires working in New York reviewing, and there is so obviously, like, a situation there where they're trying to, like, support their buddies. Yeah. And the rule is set up, right? In all these sports with review, like, there has to be inconclusive or conclusive evidence that they got it wrong. Like, it has to be clear and obvious that they got it wrong. And if it's not clear and obvious, uh, we'll just have to side with the original call. And I cannot tell you, watching a lot of baseball, it is like, what is the point in this review? They essentially just, like, they blow it every time. They'll show you the video evidence, and you're like, well, clearly the call was wrong. And they'll come out, and they'll just agree with the call. And it's like, there's some weird bias. There's some backroom, you know, agreements and handshakes going on. It's like, so we aren't at robots yet, but it's like, even if we went to that, like, middle ground, because we wouldn't go straight to robots, it's then the human element becomes even more tainted. Like, just let the game play on, man. That's what I'm saying. All right. Like, let's do it old school. I like that. So what do you, did you have a moment where this week or in the last couple of weeks that you felt old? No. I mean, no. I did. It was unsports related. Does your lower, does your lower back hurt? No, I'm kidding. Well, yeah, go, go ahead. Give it, give it to me. Uh, I was riding in a vehicle with a dude today and uh, he was telling a story. I can't remember what Were it was. Were you guiding? No, I wasn't. Um, I was not guiding. Um, you just doing a uh, Sunday drive? Yeah, more or less. Just some dudes driving around. <laughs> just some homies. Down 191 in the high plains of northwest Wyoming. We're telling some stories, and boy, this dude was telling a story, and I don't even remember what it was related to, but it essentially went this way. It was like, you know, just talking about a, a morning, right? You know, it was 4 a.m., you know, one of the kids had woken up in the night. I had to get up, dealt with that. It was 4 a.m., so he goes, I was up. Just did some things after that, and then the story went on. But I was like, oh, yeah, I can relate to that. It's 4 a.m., I'm up. I guess I'll just be up. Yeah. Yeah, 4 a.m., no big deal. Like, normal, that's normal these days. Like, oh, it's 5, like, I woke oh, up so because you're, I... so you're agreeing like, with the guy. Yeah, like, I'm like, I, oh, I totally get that. Like, oh, it's 4 a.m., I woke up because of something, or something woke me up. But, like, at might this point... Might as well start my day. My, at this point, I'm just, yeah, I'm up now. I'll just go drink some coffee and just start my day, 4 a.m. You think that's, like, a dad thing? I, it's just getting old and a dad thing. It's a combination. It's a literal getting old thing, I think. Like, it's weird how my day is going to shift. Getting older, you're like, okay, it's well, it's seven. This is not me, but it's seven. I'm going to get up. If if I woke up at four a.m. currently being having no children, I'm like, well, I got about four more hours of sleep till I get until I have that's to why get it up. Makes me feel old, bro. I'm like, this is totally fine. I'm up. I'm I, up. I I'll could just probably start the day. I could probably get some things done. Exactly. Yeah. Might have a little peace and quiet for once. Yeah, I just mean, at 8 a.m., I'm like, well, do I really want to get out of bed? Right around 8.15, I'm like, if I give it five more minutes, I don't have to eat. I'll, I'll skip breakfast, and I'll just make it work. Yeah, the time. from my perspective, I'm like, no sense in trying to get that extra five minutes. Might as well just get up. <laughs> Anyways. All right. That, that's a getting older thing. To all our younger listeners, you just get up early. Pretty much. Also, maybe if you've celebrated too much the night before, I've had this thing where I just get up before the sun, and I'm like, it hurts so bad. There is no way I'm falling back to sleep. I have to. I have to go fight this on the couch with like, with a, with David Attenborough talking about whales in a very low volume, and maybe I can drift back off to sleep. That's very. Yeah, that's very true. That's um, liquid IV. So at the end of the show, let's wrap it up with a, a Friday headlines. 
And I'll, I'll kick it to you. What is your Friday prediction? So we record this on either Wednesday or Thursday. It's Cinco de Mayo. It's Wednesday tonight. Um, so we have 48 hours before this airs, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's 36, whatever it is. Usually there is a headline dump between when we record until when this airs. And instead of just having a blank space in this podcast of the major news, we're going to predict it here in this room of Friday's headlines. Did you have a Friday headline for us? Yeah, we're probably going to wake up Friday morning and read Trevor Lawrence on thin ice with Urban Meyer after Cinco de Mayo drug arrest. Oh, wait, is that something that happened? It's gonna. Oh, 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 you said it was such a phrase. You said it like you were reading the headline. I was like, oh, dang. Yeah, that was my approach to this. Dude, I think Trevor Lawrence is a square. But that's what I'm predicting. I'm throwing it out there. I'm taking a flyer. All right. So where? Trevor so, Lawrence. All right. So where? It's Cinco de Mayo. What time? What time is it? It is. Is it on the East Coast? It's uh, one in the morning. So yeah, that's right around the corner. He's, he's about to walk out of a bar. He's just made. I don't know. A couple million dollars. Eight bajillion. Yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? Let's take this over the edge a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. hanging out with the wrong crowd. It's two a.m. But it's at that. It's at this point where I'm just like. Yeah, let's let her rip. Yeah. And next thing you know, trouble in paradise. Boom. But Urban Meyer's so good at covering that stuff up. And in the state of Florida, like Urban Meyer's, hell, he's got away with way worse than a drug arrest. God, that's a valid point. So Urban Meyer's already sweeping this under the rug. His team is sending out the black cars and is picking up Trevor Lawrence from the station. You're forgetting one thing, though, Massey. The arresting cop. Is a Florida State fan now? Oh, never went okay. to Florida State. Right, right, never. But couldn't couldn't get into that lifelong, institution. Lifelong diehard Florida State fan. So he sees that pretty blonde hair. And he's like, "You're in the wrong world, boy." Yep, you're in my world now, cowboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Um, I'm going to. I, I always predict this one because one day. I'm going to be right, and I think this and this one has a little more teeth. I predicted this that uh, Coach K will retire, and it hasn't happened yet. But this time, I say it with a little more confidence because court documents have just revealed that Zion Williamson received money from Adidas while at Duke. While at Duke, right? Because because otherwise, receiving money is a pretty normal thing when yes. you're a professional basketball Say, player. Put the pieces together. And I I'm starting to skew my perspective in a little bit, but not in, in in the correct way. I think where Zion is the victim in all this, and Coach K is actually the ringleader behind the money bags. But of course, he is. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really falls back not on the player like we like to the NCAA and everyone likes to go after some kid that's trying to better his position by accepting money. In fact, this is going to come back on Coach K, and he'll be forced to retire this Friday, Cinco de Seven. Yeah, boy. Cinco de, I think that would be Siete de Mayo. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Todd? Uh, Siete de Mayo. Yeah, yeah. Big, big. Uh, in this day here sports, nor there. This day in sports his, history, <laughs> we're no longer Cinco de Mayo. It's Siete de Mayo. <laughs> I only say that because, man, you're on to something. I've, I've been kind of keeping my eye not closely on this matter. I can't say I, I've – but I've, I've at least – 
kept it on my radar. If you're looking at a bunch of stoves, it's not all the way in the back burner. It's kind of like middle. Yeah. You're rocking a nine burner stove. It's on the middle, middle, middle part. Like kind of in a tic-tac-toe, the X in the middle. Yeah. Yep. I've been keeping yep. my eye on yep. it that way. And it's so funny how slow this process is and all the players and coaches that have they've accused. It's just it's just a wash now. That's the only it's a like way to go. That's the only hole in all of this 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 theory, whatever you want this prediction. Yeah, you, you made a splash that, three years ago and now Well, nobody nothing. else has gotten in trouble really for this. Some so. people got fired that probably the administration was like, We don't need Rick Patino around anymore because he's got, got a whole lot of yeah, a whole well, lot of yeah, things. Yeah. Might as well just go and fire this guy. Yeah. They haven't even indicated Louisville in any way. But yeah, Kansas, the Arizona fella. We'll see. Coach K is like ninety-seven. Is that right? So he's close to retirement age, anyway. Maybe one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah. So. You wouldn't know by his hair dye. You'd probably be. You'd be guessing. I was he's just never sixty. Grade. Clearly, never grade. Great genes. Mm. The um. So that that is my that's my headline grab. You got anything else? I'm into it. Tom Wilson punched a dude. He's out for forever. Except he's not. Did you see where like the seven nat Nash no not nationals uh, senators? What's the freaking Rangers? Wa- no, Washington's capitals. Capitals senators was like nineteen seventy five. Herman Killebrew. In, uh, <laughs> in, base- in baseball, that was like that's so that's so recent history. Nineteen seventy five. Exactly. I'm dating myself now. Yeah. Even though I would have been born then. The four but, uh, the four him wake up they had makes like sense six now. seven players in the penalty box all at the same time. Well, it was one of those things where that the puck dropped the puck dropped and everyone knew that it was just going to be fist. Oh. So the puck dropped and they just started punching each other. Hmm. Yeah, that'll. That'll get you put in the penalty box. They're like, you, you, all of you. I need to go back to watching hockey. It's 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 one of the more gladiator sports. We're talking about it off air, but like, it is a gray area. Tom Wilson punched this dude. But then again, punches are kind of allowed. Granted, <sighs> I, I looked at the video, and it was a cheap shot. He was punching this dude when he was down on the ice. But it's not out of the ordinary. A no. hockey player gets punched. That headline does not grab anything, or it doesn't grab any of your attention. You know, no, no one, no one clicks on hockey dude gets punched and injured. It's like no, right? That doesn't register on my radar. And that's like an old guy, old AF kind of thing. It's like I want these boys to still be able to punch each other without ramifications. <laughs> and it's not fair because the cameras are so much better that now we have video of him punching the guy. Like back in the day, it'd have been like some grainy thing, like "oh, there's a bit of a scrum," and that'd be the end of it. <laughs> like little did we know, old Tom was in there shanking some guy yeah, with yeah. like a sharpened toothbrush end. Yeah, and life would go on, no big deal. That's just part of the game. That's hockey, just yeah. prison shanks and yeah. cheap shots, no big deal. And you're like, dude, what's your, what's now your it's problem? Like, Heavens, did he punch him? <laughs> and we saw it, and it seemed unfair. So. There. Let the boys play. That's that's talking hockey. Sports fans, this is Teton Sports <laughs> Talk. I'm your host, Matt Zeman. Thank you to Dawson Smith for coming in. Thanks carry, for having me. Carrying the workload. Hopefully, Todd will be back here shortly. We'll get Trainer back on the line when he is up on Satellite Link. So, that's it, and that's all. Yep. We spotted the ocean at the head of the trail. Where are we going? So far away 
Oh, sweet. 